fallout from the Cleveland Browns trade for Deshaun Watson. Robert Woods sent from Los Angeles to Tennessee. More signings over the weekend. And where is the carousel going to stop now after the big Watson domino has fallen for the rest of the league? All that and more coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you in part by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. When we last recorded, Matt, the world has changed, and uh, the Browns were out on Watson. It was the Falcons, seemingly, or maybe the Saints, and then everything changed. Baker Mayfield wants out. We've already talked about that. He's still in Cleveland. Jimmy Garoppolo still in San Francisco. There were trades besides Deshaun Watson, Robert Woods, and uh, maybe Matt Ryan. Now, I don't know what to think about the NFL because every time I go to sleep, I should start taking afternoon naps so I can get this um, <laughs> this news at a different time during my day because every day you wake up just to a bananas NFL that's ever-changing and changing faster than any time in my life for this league. Yeah, and just when you think that, you know, it's been a week since, you know, free agency basically opened with the tampering period and all that last Monday, um, you would think that the first wave is over and it's calming down. And to some degree, that's true. You're not seeing free agent signing after free agent signing. But there's still a few teams that we're not 100% certain who their quarterback is. And as you mentioned, it was yet another busy weekend led by, of course, the Deshaun Watson trade, which is a monumental one. Has there ever been a week where two more high-profile players in Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson were traded? Because quarterbacks used to not get traded at all, especially anywhere near their prime years. And I think this is unprecedented what we've seen. And it started with the the Aaron Rodgers news and then Devontae Adams blockbuster. This might be literally the most crazy movement ever in the history of the National Football League, and, and not necessarily even because of free agency, even though the first week of free agency is always nuts too. Yeah, I mean... I guess the Adams one is, you know, more high profile than these, but like Khalil Mack, Amari Cooper, Robert Woods all got traded, you know, and that's not close to even being on the front page of the newspaper. <laughs> yeah. you know? I, I forgot to even mention <laughs> Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. That's how insane right, right. the week was. There's so many. And that's, you got to start folding through the newspaper before you see those, you know, it's crazy. It is wild. Um, I had to this weekend take an extra shower or two just seeing this whole Deshaun Watson thing go down. I don't know how you feel about it, but there's something very dirty about how the whole thing went down. I mean, obviously, there is uh, the 22 accusers of sexual assault of Deshaun Watson. That's out there. Everybody knows about that. It's in, it's really weird how quickly the league was ready to move on after the legal uh, after the um the grand jury for uh his you know, his trial it still has a civil going on, but as far as you know, the the criminal trial, that's not going to happen. And I guess that was enough for every team to to go wild in a bidding war for Deshaun Watson all of a sudden, even though nobody wanted to touch him for an entire year, including the Dolphins that had a deal done potentially at the trade deadline last year. And uh, to me, not much has changed because we don't have any clarity there. And the civil court 
and the civil process is ongoing, and who knows how long that will go. But the fact that the Browns guaranteed all this money to him with that still out there, and the fact that Deshaun Watson's like, no, Browns, I want to go play in the South. I want to go home. And they're like, oh, what about money? He's like, okay, I still love money, though, and so I'll follow the money. Even though guaranteed money for a quarterback is like, these guys all see the end of their contracts. So I don't know if the guaranteed part even matters all that much for quarterbacks, right? These guys all see the end of their deals and, and see every cent that they can get, if not a, a bigger deal coming rather than getting cut if you're a star quarterback. Um, but the one that really gets me, Matt, is the base $1 million salary yeah. this year to sort of circumvent the suspension and fine that is potentially, and I think very likely coming for Deshaun Watson in 2022. That was sort of really where it just starts to not feel right at all, if it ever felt right to begin with. Well, why does a million-dollar base salary give you the heebie-jeebies? Well, here's why. Because basically what the Browns are saying, without flat-out coming out saying it, is we saw that he is not going to go to jail. To your point, that's really all we learned last week, is he's not going to jail. That doesn't mean he didn't do it or, you know, isn't going to continue to do it. That's a, a different story in terms of, you know, football and team building and all that. But by saying we're only going to give you a million-dollar base salary, you're basically just saying to the world, we know Watson is getting suspended. Well, why does that correlate, Matt? Well, because... You're doing Watson a favor because if it's a eight-game suspension and he's only making a million, well, they're only going to dock him slightly under five hundred grand. You know, like or if he's suspended for the year, he only loses a million bucks. You know, so they're doing him a favor that they're going to the NFL will take less money out of his pocket per game per suspension per per, per suspended game. And then they go sign Jacoby Brissett, who's probably going to be the opening day starter. You know, like they know he's getting suspended. I'm sure uh, this is taking it too far by me because I can't really say this at hundred percent, but my hunch is they know he did it. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of what it looks like to me. It's terrible optics for the league, the Browns, and it's all about money for Deshaun and, we're here to talk about football, and I am very interested to talk about the football angle, but I, I don't think you can ignore those things. Again, oh, you I can't. need another shower. You no, know? You, you, can, you can't all at all ignore it, and we will get to the football side of things. But And that's part of it, too, is the Browns are now trying to escape a press conference and get those hard questions after throwing out some statements. And apparently maybe there will be a press conference at some point, but as of now, they're not having one today, which they should be, and he should be wearing the cap, and they should all be there, and, and they should face mm. the music and, and face those questions that a lot of people have. And they put out the statements saying, oh, we thorough investigation and all, and all that. I mean, how thorough could it be? They didn't even talk to the... the uh, the lawyers of all the women that are accusing him or, you know, so yeah, yeah, I, it's, it's a tough situation. Um, and I understand they're trying to get better at football, but it's pretty telling that not only did the Browns probably piss off the league with this. And I look they're they're the league could potentially bounce back and say, okay, we'll put you on the exempt list. And then you can't play this year. Mm -hmm. until that trial's figured out, then we'll suspend you the following year and they won't be able to circumvent that suspension and fine thing anymore. And then potentially Watson hasn't played for three years. So this could still get pretty ugly for the Browns and Watson as far as his playing career too. And the league could start to play hardball because I'm sure they do not like the Browns trying to circumvent this. Um, 
other teams that need to sign future quarterbacks. Every We've already seen it now with Matthew Stafford getting a guaranteed contract now after this. That's going to be the new norm. And so every team that was about to ready to sign a quarterback is like, oh, great. Thanks, Browns. Now we have to go guaranteed, even though, to be honest, like I just said earlier, I don't think it's that big of a deal. But really what what is fascinating is Browns fans have been through a lot, right? And they've seen losing upon losing upon losing. There's the famous jersey with all the names. And now Watson goes to the bottom of that list of, of names that drags all the way down to the floor uh, from the nameplate on the back of the, the jersey on a mannequin somewhere in Cleveland. And Browns fans have seen all that losing and hung on as diehard fans of the team. And we're seeing those folks now say, this is it. The best quarterback we've ever had now is entered the building and now I'm out. So they've got a, the, the Browns have to face a lot in this. And uh, it's, yeah, it, it, this isn't over by a stretch, I think, for them as far as the, the off-field stuff goes with Deshaun Watson and the Browns. Yeah, I mean, I think there's more shoes to drop. And that, again, I mean, part of this is football, part of this isn't. I mean, is this a good investment? You know, y- yes and no. I mean, they didn't give up a King's ransom to get a great quarterback. But he didn't play football last year. I mean, Trey Lance didn't play football for a year. And when will Watson see the field again? Again, to your point, it could be a while. You know, I mean, you're investing in a guy that hasn't played in quite some time. And just to be frank, even if he gets a six-game suspension and who's to say he doesn't do it again in a year? You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, if he gets out of the woods on this, he's there's still a lot of his life ahead of him. Maybe he makes a similar mistake, or maybe he can't quit, or I don't know. You know, I mean, I have a hard time investing in that. It's like you know, the investing in someone with substance abuse or whatever. You know. And did they talk to women that work in the building? Did they talk to the women who cover the team uh, and those types of right, things right. in the, in their thorough investigation? And I think one of the things that all of the teams probably got a little bit clouded by, you know, because they want to go find uh, the most important position in the league and and find potentially a top five quarterback for their team, which I get that allure and why you'd want to go after Sean Watson on the field. I mean, you know, obviously, but I think what they didn't realize and, and teams didn't calculate is how a story like this goes, not only through the NFL and affects people, but this will become a national story and, the more and more people talk about it, the more and more it'll get picked up by uh, non-NFL news media, and they don't care how good Deshaun Watson is. That that they don't understand. No. They wouldn't even you know that won't even be a part of the equation for some folks that don't follow the NFL because it doesn't matter, right? And so I think not really realizing how big this story can be and 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 how that media circus could really come back and bite any team that went after Deshaun Watson. Look, there was a lot of teams that went after Deshaun Watson. Some teams were told no and and get a pass on them trying to do the exact same thing the Browns did, right? So um, I think some of those teams might not have really thought it through with with how bad this could look from a PR perspective on a national level. Forget just the NFL coverage of it all. Yeah, again, yeah. I mean, there's more ramifications uh, the female trainer, I, I, I don't know the Browns training staff. I mean, the female trainer the, the, that is in charge of working on his knee or ankle or whatever, you know, is she comfortable? Is uh, the secretaries, the people in food prep, the people in the front office that are women? Or not to mention, I'm sure there's a lot of men that aren't comfortable, you know, that 
their wife or mother or daughter dealt with something on the other end of this and they think it's despicable and don't want anything to do with it. I, I mean, I'm a big believer in culture and Hey, I'm not talking about both sides of my mouth. I mean, part of me would have loved to seen him in as a Steeler, and I'm sure the Saints fans would love to see them and the Falcons fans and all that, but on the field. But the way it played out, again, is a little nasty. I mean, I, I think we should shift to what are the Browns now as a football team because I think that's interesting because oh, absolutely. they're better. I mean, they're definitely better. Yes, we got to focus. Uh, if he plays, we got to focus on what the Browns look like as a football team. How this affects the other stuff. Baker Mayfield obviously uh, already wanted out, and uh, now it seems like he's guaranteed to be gone. But he's not gone yet. And what does that tell us? And the other moves over the weekend in the NFL coming up. Are you looking for a snack that tastes great and is good for you? A snack that's low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, yet high in protein, and will keep you satisfied. Look no further than Built Bars. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and is wrapped in 100% real and delicious chocolate, which really sets it apart from just about everything else that exists on the market. You compare it to other protein bars, lower in calorie, lower in sugar, lower in net carbs, yet still high in protein, 17 grams of protein in most Built Bars, and it completely destroys everything you're looking for in a healthy snack versus candy bars. So go find all those unhealthy treats in your house and replace them with Built Bars. Not sure what flavor you want? The new Built Bar Puffs? Or I love some of the classic flavors. Peanut butter, cookies and cream, mint brownie, raspberry. You can get a mixed box of Built Bars as well if you're not sure at Built.com. And you can get 15% off using our promo code. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen every day. Make sure you check out what's going on on the NHL side of things here, Matt. I know you are an NHL fan, and uh, all of the NHL podcasts are getting together, and there's a trade deadline special, 3 p.m. Eastern Monday. So uh, check that out going on, uh, locked on NHL on the YouTube channel with a live trade deadline special going on, which is a lot of fun, and it's really cool to be able to do those things as a network, and I always love when we're able to put those types of things together. So check that out. Matt, how good are the Cleveland Browns now with Deshaun Watson, and is the AFC North maybe on par with the AFC West with how crazy those divisions are right now? Absolutely. I mean, I just saw this morning that the Browns are the Vegas favorite right now to win the division. I think that's a little hasty, especially not knowing how many games Watson will play. Yes. Even if I knew he was healthy for week, or you know, able to play week one and was not getting suspended, I don't know that I'd put him at one, but they have a case. I think clearly my Steelers are four. You know, I'm able to admit that, but they'll probably win nine games like they always do. You know, if that's the bottom of the barrel for the division, it's awfully strong. You like the Steelers or the Raiders right now? I think the Steelers are the better team. Okay. Well, that Adams trade's big, but yeah, they're not going to add anything in the draft, and their defense still has problems. And I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about the Raider offense, so I'm not leading. They're, they're, they're the same team, the same uh, tier. You know, I would put, like, the Patriots on that tier probably, too. See what they do in the secondary. Top to bottom, I think I'd like the Steelers roster better, but um, I would give the edge to the Raiders right now just because of quarterback, and they're not done. And I think they could add, you know, if Gilmore ends up going there at corner. Uh, they're gearing up for something as well. And so, and I love that. I love how competitive all those teams are with each other and trying to, to beat each other out. I mean, it's fantastic. 
Do you think the Browns are the best team in the North? With would, Watson on the field. 17 games of Watson, I would, yeah, I could see the Browns. Um, mm-hmm. But I think he'll be, I think he'll miss at least six games. You know, four games, very minimum. You know, you miss a month, two months of the season. I, I would go, I would still lean Bengals, Ravens, mm-hmm. probably both ahead of them without, you know, with jo- Jacoby Brissett versus Watson. And we don't know, you know, we don't know how much rust there's going to be on Watson. How about this? Baker Mayfield has won playoff games more recently than Watson. I mean, Watson had a really nice statistical oh, yeah, season yeah. in 2020. Watson didn't play in 2021, but Houston only won four games. They were throwing a ton from behind. So, uh, you know, his 4,800 passing yards um, looks great, but they only won four games. you got to go back to 2019 since uh, they won games. And you look at those statistics from 2019, 3,800 passing yards. 26 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. You go to Baker Mayfield when he won a playoff game in 2020, 11-5 record for the Browns, 26-8 to touchdown to interception ratio, 3,500 yards, very similar. So, I mean, I know they're getting, it's an upgrade, but how much of an upgrade is Deshaun Watson right now over what we saw from the last full healthy season from Baker Mayfield? I think it's massive, to be honest with you. I mean, just the eyeball test, watching them on tape, they're not close in my opinion. And I, you're hearing some rumors, too, that the Browns are entertaining bringing in Will Fuller, you know, Watson's buddy, and had great production with, maybe even bringing back Landry. They don't have a first or second round pick, so, I mean, they have to use their money in free agency. I'm not exactly sure where all this money is coming from, but, um, they're, I mean, they're going to put out a pretty quality offense, in my opinion. Good line, good running game. Even with Brissett, I think that's a pretty formidable team, for a short short period of time, and I'm kind of a Brissett guy. Good young defense. I still think I'd put them though third. I mean, I think the Ravens are a powerhouse that no one's talking about, and the Bengals. You know, I'm writing this this big you know needs and to do list for all these teams for for a magazine that I do every year. I, I don't know what the Bengals need anymore. I mean, after signing Leo Collins, yeah. they've had three offensive linemen, and they might draft another one in the first round. Like they're. They're a pretty stacked roster right now. I love what the Bengals are doing. Attack that. Don't force yourself mm-hmm. into something in the draft. You can still go draft best player available now or still go back to the offensive line in the, in the draft too if you want. But really attack that position. And uh, the last one, the last signing, which was, I believe, official Sunday, Lyle Collins going to Cincinnati. So those are huge moves. And yeah, that team is better. And we talked about it. The Bengals going to be, we're in the Super Bowl already. They're going to be better this year than they were last year, as long as uh, everybody stays healthy. So that's a really interesting one. And I, I don't, I don't think it's clear. I think those three teams are close with Watson. I might give the edge to the Browns, but it's not yeah. a slam dunk, which is your point. And I, and I totally get that. And if, if Brissett plays half the year, then um, they're definitely third to me. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I mean, I, I will say the two Ohio teams of Baltimore are all in the same tier, though. I mean, they are they all could win the whole thing. They all could be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, 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 there's no doubt. Or, there's no way around it. I mean, the Browns got much better. Maybe it's not till next year, but they're much better football team than they were, in my opinion. What's the market for Baker Mayfield? I thought the Watson trade yeah. was supposed to be the big domino and everything else would land and Garoppolo be somewhere, Baker Mayfield be somewhere, and then, you know, ongoing into the draft and everybody would have their quarterback thing mostly figured out. But nothing has happened. And it's been pretty quiet on that front. And, you know, maybe there's a couple teams talking, but it would have seemed like clearly they want to get Baker Mayfield out of town. And word on the street is they're asking for a, a day two pick. I mean, a third round pick for Baker Mayfield, I don't think is, is too much 
at no, all. No, I don't either. And so the fact that he's still out there, maybe teams really do have big reservations. Jimmy's got the shoulder injury. So uh, maybe those guys are going to stay on their current rosters until the draft. And maybe that's the way these teams are playing it. I have no, no idea. But I, I think it's odd that the rest of the dominoes didn't fall after the Watson trade. Or they haven't fallen yet. Well, that leads me to a couple other conversations. You know, I mean, contrary to popular belief, this quarterback class of the draft isn't putrid. I mean, <laughs> those top five guys are going to start games in this league, and I bet one of them hits. And it's not the worst. It's not EJ Manuel and nobody else. I mean, it's it, it, it's a better group than people think. And those guys are a lot cheaper, you know, I mean, as we know. And, and they're cost-controlled for five years. So we might be getting to that point of the draft where teams are saying, I, I'm just going to pick one, and if I don't get my guy, I'll call up, you know, Jimmy or Baker or Matt Ryan who's interesting to me too, because we're still hearing yeah. that the Falcons are still listening to offers. And I wonder if Ryan thought, well, there was rumor of me leaving and I'm kind of wrapping my head around that now that maybe I should get out of here now and go to Cleveland or not, not Cleveland, Indy or a team like that and have a chance to win, you know, you know put a, potentially get a playoff win or two as I finish off my career, maybe more, who knows? Um, I know that they would eat a ton of dead money, but, Atlanta needs to start from scratch. I mean, just you know, hanging around with Matt Ryan's kind of like the Steelers did with Ben last year. Like that doesn't get you anywhere. You lose a year. I wonder if the Carolina Panthers are circling the wagons a little bit because they seem like they had been all in on Watson for a long time, and maybe mm-hmm. they're scrambling now and really trying to figure out what Plan B is. And who knows? Maybe behind the scenes, there's this big bidding war for some of those other quarterbacks in trade. There was a P- <laughs> there was a Pro Football Talk article this morning that really surprised me because it was so quiet over the weekend on the trade front for uh, Baker Mayfield and Jimmy Garoppolo quieter than I thought it was going to be. And then uh, John Lynch is telling teams that he's got uh, two second round picks in his pocket right now. And the fact that he hasn't taken that is like, some of these stories are just weird. And every day I wake up confused yeah. and, and surprised. So I don't even know what to believe. Does nobody want the veteran quarterbacks that are available? Or is there a secret bidding war going on? Or we're going to see some surprising trades still happening this week. I have no idea. So I should notice off the top of my head, but am I missing any? I mean, are the only, are the musical chairs still open? New Orleans, which sounds like could be Winston any minute. Carolina. Indy, Seattle. Yes. Okay. Those are the four. And then if Matt Ryan goes somewhere, it would seemingly lock up one of those holes, create a new one with the Falcons. Right. So there's four. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense to me. I mean. And there's not four starting caliber quarterbacks available for teams right now. Uh, I think there's Baker and Jimmy. Yeah. And And like you said, Ryan fills a chair and opens a chair. Right. And then Winston is kind of on that cusp, I think. Um, and I would understand why the team that just had him and he played pretty well to start the season and, you know, stopgap style, but I'd put him behind the other two. But also I question that too, because if it was pretty clear and the saints were like, all right, let's go after Watson. If we can do it, I couldn't do that. All right, let's sign Jameis. They haven't done that yet either. So it's, I said, why hasn't that tells, happened yet? I yeah, think exactly. that's going to happen. The fact you know, that none yesterday. of that has happened, these, you can't just not have a quarterback. So something else is going on here. I get that vibe. Yeah, I mean, makes me think people are interested in Mayfield and or Jimmy, but Jimmy's been out there for months and nothing's happened quite yet, and he's coming off a surgery. Mm -hmm. Are the Panthers, Saints, and Seahawks all in talks with the Browns? Yeah, And that would add up to me. Right, and maybe the Browns are just trying to nickel and dime each one to try to get that best Mm -hmm. offer, that best and final offer, and they haven't quite got it. And they're all reconvening after the weekend on Monday after taking a day off and and reevaluating those things. Maybe that's it. Maybe people just needed to decompress after that crazy first weekend of free agency and now talks will yeah. get really fired back up again to start this week. 
And a little bit of a fly in the ointment, though, too, is we just mentioned four musical chairs that are open. Two are in the NFC South. They're not going to trade Matt Ryan to the yes, Panthers right. or Saints. So if I'm the Colts and I don't like Ryan, well, that kind of screws up everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe it all make perfect sense at some point in the coming weeks. Right now, though, it feels like something else has to give when it comes to those teams in the quarterback carousel. Not done spinning quite yet. More on that and some of the latest signings through the weekend and the Robert Woods trade coming up. It's tourney time, such a fun time of year to be betting on sports in March with college basketball's tournament upon us. From the latest odds, contests, and player props, Bet Online is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and information. Uh, not only sports wagering, but you can find scores and news at betonline.net as well. And, you know, it's not just basketball. There is pro and college hoops, but you can still bet on football, draft props, Super Bowl futures, and odds like Baker Mayfield's next team, week one in 2022. The Seahawks, two to one odds. Even the Lions, Panthers, Saints in there, uh, eight to one for the Saints. You can find all those odds and more baseball, hockey, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games at bed online so don't wait head over to the website today use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action at bed online where the game starts baker mayfield said he prefers the colts so did the browns say well i'm not going to send you to the colts then <laughs> you know is that's the other thing too. or do, I mean, are like they a... do they have a good relationship still do they want to help him and send him to where he wants to go do the colts even want him uh, the colts don't have a first round pick so for the colts especially They've got to do something because they, they can't just sit there in the draft and, and pick Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. Maybe in the second right. round, they've got pick 42 in that Wentz trade. They moved up five spots from 47 to 42. You know, maybe that's Desmond Ritter territory. Uh, they're not going to win year one, probably with a rookie in the second round. I can't, I can't imagine that that's their thinking, even if they want to go that route and develop one of those guys. So um, that's the that's one where they for sure have to get the best quarterback they can on the veteran market, whether it's free agency or trade before the draft, even if they do something. So that's where, similar, kind of, not too far off from where the Steelers were, but at least the Steelers can tell themselves, oh, one of these, we might get the best quarterback in the draft at 20. And, and the, Possible. Yeah. The, the Colts can't be thinking that going into the draft unless they're going to trade no. up for something. Yeah, again, that, that's, that, there's a couple flies in the ointments and hurdles here in that Carolina and Seattle can say, we can draft a quarterback. Willis might have gone gone, but he's our favorite. But we'll, there will be a quarterback there that's deserving of a first-round pick we could take. The Saints might be thinking the same. Side note, just read this. Kenny Pickett's hands were bigger at his pro day than the combine today. So <laughs> I might have to call him my pit connections on that one. Love can't that. be much. But yeah. anyway, a little side note there. Yeah, who who's, um, who was measuring him? Which which direction did they uh, did they measure? Did they decide to go from like the, the bottom of the palm to the tip of the middle finger instead of tip of pinky right. to tip of thumb to get a more accurate representation? Because, uh, you know... Both of those would make some sense as far as measurements go. And I know my hand, my, my pinkies are actually kind of short. My hands are nine and a half inches. When you do mm -hmm. that, I think if you measured them versus what the norm is from the bottom of the palm to the tip of the middle finger, my hand would actually be bigger relatively because I sort of have short pinkies. Like everyone's hands are built differently and the way they hold the ball is different. So uh, there's a million different ways you could probably talk yourself into that hand size measurement. Well, he's also got this goofy double-jointed thumb right yeah you know, it's, it, which i've never heard of but i believe is true <laughs> which i don't understand but, what that can't you just straighten it out and then measure I it? Know, like, I, don't I don't understand know, right. how that works but the other thing too i mean does cleveland fear the colts 
to say Baker can go anywhere but the Colts. You know, the AFC thing. Right, yeah. Like, is, is Baker Mayfield, and I was asked this question on Locked On 49ers by a listener, does Baker Mayfield to the Seahawks scare you? It's like, no, no. They're no. getting worse at quarterback from Russell Wilson, and their roster isn't good anyway. Bad, would yeah. would the Browns even be afraid of sending Baker Mayfield to somebody? Like, I could see maybe in the AFC North. You know, they're not going to send him to the Steelers maybe, just, you know, just in sure. case. But I, I don't but think the Browns would the care if they send him to the Colts. They're not that worried about the Colts, and they're not that worried about Baker Mayfield, right? Otherwise, they wouldn't be moving on from him. Maybe they, in a way, they'd be thinking, oh, good, he's going to sabotage the Colts, and that actually helps us, you know, if they really don't like him that much well, and think yeah. he's not a leader of men. So uh, I, I don't buy it that much for for Baker Mayfield as far as where I, I, it would seem all options should be open as far as AFC, NFC goes. But I still think the best combination is Baker Mayfield to the Seahawks. I think it just makes the most sense for everybody. I think it's a Pete Carroll type of move, too. Yeah, you know? he's college atmosphere, and he's sort of that vibe of a of a guy. I think I could see that working. He worked well with Marshawn Lynch when some other teams didn't, right, around the NFL. And clearly an upgrade over Drew Locke to me. And they've got the extra picks now, so a day two pick should mm-hmm. be nothing, and maybe even recoup that in a you know a third round comp pick if they let him walk, or maybe he rehabs his image and they want to resign him, or maybe they tag and trade him next year. There's a lot of options there, even though he's on the last year of his deal. And we're seeing right now with what quarterbacks are being paid, 18 million for Baker Mayfield, who's in his 20s. That's not a bad starting quarterback contract at all. And I've heard people talk about that as a negative. That's not a negative at all to me. No, he's a starting quarterback with a track record. I mean, that's that's. Chump change. You unless know, you just million, can't, great. unless you just can't fit that number under your salary cap. Period. Then that would be tough because you know with Jimmy, possible. it's non guaranteed. It's the fifth year option for um, for Mayfield. Jimmy might be more amenable to okay. Let's add one more year to it, and it's a two year deal. And get that cap number lower this year because free agency's already happened. Maybe that's it, but that's about the only thing. I don't think Baker has the cachet after last year to say my new team has to give me an extension too. Right. I would, I would have a hard time giving him an extension. But, I don't have a hard time paying his current salary. And I wouldn't have thought that with the current Watson situation, but obviously that was part of it with him in a surprising, in a surprising fashion. So maybe yeah. that's the other wrinkle of all of this is agents are involved. It's like, okay, team and team A, team B agreed on compensation. Now agent has to talk to the new team. Does the quarterback want to go there? Now let's try to get an extension. And so maybe there's holdups in, in all this stuff, you know, when you start talking money and getting agents involved too. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, to your point about compensation, the Browns are very light on draft picks now, of course, you know, they sent a ton to the, the Houston. So I would take whatever draft compensation is the most. But splitting hairs, I would rather send him to the NFC than Indy. I can buy that. Yeah. You know. What about this trade? A sixth round pick for Robert Woods? That is yeah. a complete salary dump, right? And you know, coming off an injury Total as well. So um, that's you know, that's just one of those where like, hey, give us something so we can feel you know better about Woods, and he'll keep his salary and probably a place where he wanted to go anyway. Yeah, I mean, from a football perspective, they just signed Allen Robinson, so there wasn't really a spot for him. They're still rumored to be talking to Odell, which they could weather him being out for a couple of months the way they're constructed. And actually, yeah. So with Robinson in house, Odell makes more sense than Woods because they're yeah. more different. Oh, I think, because I think there's too much similarity with the way he, Robert Woods plays the way Allen Robinson plays. Odell's a different factor. Um, and you can put him off as your number three receiver later in the season when he comes back. I think that makes a lot more sense than, than Woods and probably better cap situation for a, a show me type of a deal for Odell as well. Yes, 100%. 
Um, Woods in Tennessee makes a ton of sense on the field to me. I mean, he is tough. He will block for Henry. I mean, I, I think that's a must in their system. He's very good after the catch. That's how they've been constructed. Play action, hit one of those guys on a crosser, make something happen after the catch. Physical, um, can line him up all over the formation, can give him a jet sweep here and there. And it's kind of like the Amari deal where they didn't give anything up. They just didn't want to compete with them on free agency against other teams. They just wanted to, you know, not – they wanted to get the player. But it's it's not a great contract, though. I mean, it's a risk. I mean, this guy's coming – he's getting older, mm-hmm. and he's making a lot of money. Yeah, and really a lot of the same is what they already had going on with – when you put it that way, a lot of the same they had already going on with – Julio oh, Jones. Yeah. So what's right. why Didn't do work. that swap? A sixth round pick to go from Julio to Woods. I guess they just saw how broken Julio was and was like, well, he's just not going to last. At least we have an op- a chance with Woods. But there's a chance this time next year we're going to be like, Tennessee didn't learn their lesson with Julio <laughs> right. and bought more damaged goods, you know. And I but feel, I, I think almost, it's worth the risk on the field. I almost feel the same way with the Colts, too. They're going to go get another veteran quarterback who's a short-term answer. Like, at some point, the Colts need to get a long-term quarterback in there. Because even if it's Jimmy G or if it's uh, Matt Ryan, you know, it's like Matt Ryan is just the same in the same part of his career as Philip River was three years ago, right? It's sort of it's sort yeah. of an odd situation for the Colts. Keep doing the same thing over and over again. It's like go get go develop yourself a quarterback, Colts. I know it's ancient history because this happened so long ago, and it's no longer an excuse for Indianapolis. But I don't think any of us gave the proper credit to Andrew Luck's retirement that we should have. I mean, I very much believe he would be in the. Josh Allen Mahomes conversation as a tier one quarterback right now. I mean, it, it, better than Russell Wilson tier. And right. Yeah. He would be kind of closing that like gap. a week before the season or two weeks before oh, the season. He did it like when training camp opened, when all the musical chairs were filled. I mean, yeah. the timing was awful. And they've been scrambling ever since. Yeah. And they I mean, found some is... good options. They, they keep finding decent options that they're winning with. They're not falling apart, but uh, they haven't found the right option clearly yet, so maybe that's why they're they're waiting. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And now they don't have a first, and the Wentz trade set them back, right? Because of what they gave up, you know, they can't just take Desmond Ritter at twenty. You know what I mean? Do we have any thoughts on a couple of the other signings from the weekend? Uh, the New England Rashad Patriots, Penny. yeah, Rashad Penny got a one-year contract. Uh, Trent, Trent Brown, Brown ended up back with New England because I think New England was in on Lyle Collins as well. Um, mm-hmm. And Danielle Hunter gets uh, an eighteen million dollars bonus guaranteed to keep him around. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty clear the Vikings and Raiders probably missing a team that they probably had long discussions going into this offseason saying, "Should we rip this thing down?" trade our quarterback, get as many picks as we can, or should we try to win it now? And I think both the Raiders and Vikings decided we got enough here to keep it, you know, to, mm-hmm. to give it a shot. And so that's what they're doing. Again, he's coming off a big injury, but they're, they're, he's a very important player. Um, you know, Collins to the, uh, the Bengals, I said eight million times after the Super Bowl that if they don't sign two or three free agents and or – draft one in the first round and be highly critical. Well, they've added three. I don't even know what their team needs are at this point. 
And we were giving the Patriots a hard time last time we chatted about they don't really have good players. Well, Trent Brown's a high-quality right tackle, and they know everything about him. So all those things make sense. Yep, starting caliber players. is uh, They just need 22 starters, Bill Belichick says, and, and we'll go win some football games. <laughs> that's Yeah, right, right. That's, uh, that's what they're doing over there in New England as of now. All right, uh, fun stuff. It's always exciting in the NFL. Who knows what's around the next turn when Matt and I reconvene on Tuesday morning. Thanks, everybody, for listening and making us your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Matt doing Locked On Dynasty. Your team is covered right here on the network, no matter the sports. Check out the NHL trade deadline special, MLB firing up as well, and, of course, Locked On NFL Draft with Eric Crocker and Ryan Tracy every day as we get through the offseason. Matt and I be back tomorrow right here, Peacock and Williamson.